Hi, welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin and this is another one in our series on honest conversations, difficult conversations as we often call them. And this, as you probably know listening to this podcast, is part research for the book that I'm writing on that very topic. How can we get more of the business results we want, the personal relationships we want through better conversations, maybe being more honest and I always love the the line from Brené Brown about honest doesn't need to be brutal. How can we be beautifully honest or joyfully honest? And so these interviews are a part of me finding out how other people do this. I, I never wanted the book to just be life according to Helen. Uh, so I'm delighted today to be joined by Tara Humphrey. Hi, thank you so much, Helen. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Perfect. And, and actually on that point, reaching out to you, it's funny, isn't it, that that's been a joy for me through the pain of the pandemic is how many connections I formed on LinkedIn. I, I don't even know how I came to see your content on LinkedIn, but it stood out as positive, constructive, you know, really joyful in the way that you put across what you do in your business. Uh, so it's brilliant to have formed that connection with you. Thank you. So tell us a bit about you, Tara. So I run a company, it's a consultancy called THC Primary Care, where we provide interim project management and consultancy to primary care organisations. So we work with doctors and nurses and commissioners and NHS England. We do quite a few things. And then another arm of the business is where I work with healthcare entrepreneurs, people looking to start up a service-based business, providing them with consultancy and kind of sharing how um, I've built my business because I've been going for nearly six years. And then I also, like you, host a podcast. My podcast is called The Business of Healthcare with Tara Humphrey, where I interview healthcare entrepreneurs and leaders on what goes on behind the scenes of their businesses. Brilliant. And having listened to a few episodes of that podcast, I can highly recommend it. Even if you, you don't work in healthcare, there's just some amazing content in there. And I love how you uh, lean into some rather challenging questions at time as well. <laughs> it's one of those things I really haven't, didn't notice, but you know, when people say, what are your strengths? And it's really hard to think what they are. But I do think actually my strength is just asking questions and interest I get paid to do that all day it's, it's great I absolutely love it I wonder if that's what stood out to me about you it wouldn't surprise me that I'm just drawn to people who ask good questions because it's something I absolutely appreciate in people is taking that time to ask questions so indeed let's head there next uh, for any of you who've listened to this before you'll know that there's three questions I ask in these interviews one is the kind of big scary conversation that people have leaned into uh, and how did that go one is a more little everyday conversation what's an example of one of those how did that go and then what learning can you share from all of your experience of having conversations so Tara let's start with the big one what was one conversation that stood out for you uh, for you to share today so I really thought about this and I think the conversation it's a conversation that I had with myself around the time of like when the Black Lives Matters movement really kind of kicked off again right. and the murder of George Floyd mm. and it was a conversation that and there was also a, an equalities report that came out in the NHS. And there's lots of reports about um, racism and the lack of um, diversity, you know, in leadership positions. And I really thought, I, for the, those people that can't see me, I am black. I run this business. It's a profitable business. I'm an employee, employee, employer. And I've never, ever addressed, I've never 
I don't, I've never ever really said anything about the colour of my skin. Mm. And I really thought, oh, you're in a really good position. So many people have supported you. Mm. And you don't you don't say anything. And I must and I think I was quite blinkered because I'm just I just have like a saying to myself and that's just like just eyes down and just concentrate on what you're doing. Right. And I have encountered racism at work and I, a strength and a weakness, if I don't like something, I just leave. Right. I'm not, I just think this isn't the place for me, your loss, I'll just move on. And I did think, I don't, and I've got three children, you know, that's not necessarily the advice I would give to them. Mm. And just what are you going to do about it? Because it's, I think it's our collective responsibility to to call out things when they're wrong and the I don't it's I don't know the opportunities that I've been passed over yeah because you you know like you don't know or well I don't know it in sure. my instance but I've done I'm doing pretty well and I did think you you can do something so I recorded a few LinkedIn videos and I had a conversation with my marketing manager and I set up a scholarship. I put £10,000 in. But the difficult conversation was, Tara, you don't want to divert people away from your business. And I don't want to be that person that's like, I'm black, I'm black mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time because they can see the colour of my skin. Mm-hmm. But actually, it was important for me to say I'm very proud of the colour of my skin. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of... Um, the diverse community in health and I'm one person that I can make a minute difference but I want to and that was scary because I didn't want to make other people feel I just didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable because it it is uncomfortable I've had many uncomfortable conversations because sometimes you don't know what you don't know you don't want to cause offense And you just don't want to, you know, as a business owner, I don't want to, I've got a business to think about. I've got money to think about. Yeah. So as you say, the fear then of, am I going to lose business? Because people look me up on LinkedIn and think, oh, I'd like to work with Tara. Oh gosh, she's banging on about being black a bit too much. I don't think I want to work (laughs) with someone like that. You think, oh my gosh, that constant pressure of how do I do what I feel is the right thing to do? and do good at my business development, I very much feel that pressure the same as you. And I think I just came to the conclusion is that if I do lose business Mm -hmm. from people, they're not my right client. Mm -hmm. They're just not not right for me. Um, It's very, it's it's always been important to me. I've just never vocalised it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and yeah. so when you say that this was a difficult conversation to have with yourself, you know, how, how do you prepare yourself for a difficult conversation with yourself? What, what did that look like for you? I had a conversation with my sister mm-hmm. and my sister Sue's got a podcast and she said, I'm not talking about this on my podcast. And everybody kept messaging. Somebody, I saw a quote, it said something like, it's really hard being everybody's black friend at the moment because you keep getting, you know, pe- you know, my long-term friends are like, I've never said anything racist, have I? If I've ever done this, have I ever done that? So I had a conversation with my sister and I was like, well, and my sister's 
super uber successful and I was a bit like what are you gonna you know like not what are you gonna do like you have to do something but I knew that you know like what's on your mind what are you thinking about doing and then I thought what can what can I do so the first the preparation was I spoke with my sister and I also spoke with my friend Lisa and I just thought I'm the sort of person where you know, you just get an idea mm-hmm. and it just, sometimes it just drops into your brain and it's just crystal. I just thought, what am I passionate about? Okay. Leadership and education. This is, I'm not asking people for money and I'm, I'm very proud and principled. Like I've got my own money. I make my own money. And if it's that important to me, I'll invest in it. Mm. But the preparation came from speaking with my sisters, speaking to other people mm. And I didn't want it to look like, you know, I think I'm quite saying to people, I'm secure at being insecure. I didn't want people to think like, you know, Tara, you're not Oprah. You know, like this isn't millions (laughs) of pounds. Um, Or other people thinking, Tara, you're in the middle of a pandemic. Or people thinking I'm doing, you know, like I'm just doing amazing. Or that I just think I'm, I don't know, something that I'm not. And I just thought, this is, I am... This is, this is important and I feel embarrassed that I haven't spoken up sooner. Fantastic. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Uh, I certainly can uh, around Black Lives Matter. Obviously not as a black woman, I am a white woman, uh, but very similar in terms of the, that blinkered, why haven't I talked about this before? E- even not really talking about gender as much as I could have before. And, and same yeah. as you in the, I'm sure I have been passed up for opportunities, but I don't know what they were because we never really find out. Mm. Um, so I, I really share so much of what you've uh, talked through there and the importance of recognizing what is important to us and how do we challenge ourselves on that thank you so let's move on to the little one then what's an example of maybe not something that seems like initially such a big deal and yet you're still really proud or pleased that you had that conversation so this is a conversation I had with my husband the other day Mm -hmm. I said we've been together for 20 years Mm -hmm. and I said to him I'm so surprised at how well we've got on during lockdown (laughs) brilliant honestly like I'm really like us it sounds this sounds really bad but I'm like I really do love him like I like being around him Mm -hmm. we like have a good time and it's really fun but I also need my space Mm. and we're really lucky where we live in the and I like to walk so I've been going on really nice long walks I'm training for an event um, sometimes I'll just I'll be in the bedroom just pottering around and I need that space and I was just talking about I'm, I love being obviously my family and I love spending time with Mark but I also need my space and that's really important and I think that after 20 years together it's those little conversations I've never said that it sounds I've never said that before I've never been like I need my space you know like you you kind of get to know that but I was mm-hmm. like actually my space is really important and when I'm in the bedroom or you know like in the kitchen and sometimes I'm in the bedroom so then everybody comes in the bedroom mm. and I think oh, I'm just going to go down to the kitchen and then everybody <laughs> comes in the kitchen <laughs> follow the leader around the house <laughs> and I have to be like we're together all the time <laughs> we can, like, just have a moment and it's really I did um 
when we moved, I was a bit like, it's really important that the girls have their own bedrooms. It's lovely sharing, mm. but it comes to a point where you need your space. So I think that's a small conversation where I was a bit like, my space is really important to me. And sometimes I just want to be left alone. And he knows that, but I've never, yeah. but you know, like I think a good relationship is you, you have to say the things that are obvious and are not obvious. Mm. So then he, now he definitely knows Tara's just spending some time in her room. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. She's just listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook, pottering around, and she just needs that space. And it's interesting for me because when you started talking about this, it, it sounded like it was just a positive conversation. You know, I just wanted to say to my husband, I'm so pleased that we've got on so well. I'm so pleased after 20 <laughs> years, we're still doing so well. Uh, and then the piece that's added on then is the, and I need my space. Uh, and so... I guess I'm wondering, was that a bit of a classic feedback sandwich where I say something nice and then say something not so nice? I don't imagine that's the case with you because that's just not how you come across at all, that you would try and hide the real message under something positive. What what was going on for you in deciding how to have that conversation? Oh, I don't, I just, just had a thought like we've got, we've, it's such a difficult time mm. and how have we we've had less arguments in this whole period <laughs> like mm. what is it that we have done mm. and I think it's it's space and it's talking it's spending time together but it's it's a space I think the secret mm. to our relationship is space mm. because then when we are together it's good but if we're together all the time mm -hmm. it's like oh so I wonder or... then if, if the difference, so, so if you talk about a classic sort of feedback sandwich, say something nice and then there's usually a but, like I, I'm really grateful that we're getting on so well, but I need my space, can you get out of the bedroom? Uh, it sounds more like what you were saying to your husband was, I'm so pleased, I'm so grateful that we're doing so well. And I think a part of that is because we've given each other space and I really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. And, and that say, was just calling out the obvious or the not obvious you you can see that that's what's contributed but actually saying that out loud everybody's then clear on it yeah and that wasn't I didn't have to prepare for that conversation we were just chatting and I just thought you know like we're doing all like 20 years in mm. I'm like I feel it's it's been good it's been good Definitely. this period where you you know being we haven't been chained to the house but you know not being able to go out but what's really nice about our relationship I'm training for Everest at the time of recording wow. and so I've been going out for long walks and long runs and he would never say like how long you been out or where are you mm. going he would never say that so and he's also training for he runs marathons so we've wow. always had that understanding you know and this stuff is time consuming but we need yes. it and it's 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 selfish. I did, you know, like I'm not do it's, I'm not doing this for my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for me, and I I need to do it for me. I want to do it for me, and he's supportive of that. Mm. I do just want to pick up on the selfish comment because I'm really passionate about. Yes, it is for you, but to say that that's selfish, we've got such a label that selfish is a bad thing. Actually, to say this is for my self-care, this is something I want to do for me, and that doesn't make it a bad thing. Uh, yeah, just a bit of a trigger point for me there on the label <laughs> selfish. Um, brilliant. Okay, well, let's come on to the whole learning point then, because 
it sounds like you've already got so much to offer in terms of what you've learned about conversations with your husband, uh, gosh, in your business as well, all the difficult conversations you have there. What learning would you share about how to have great conversations? I th- how to have a great conversation. I think it starts with your mindset. Mm. So for me, I'm thinking... I want to, if it's a positive conversation, it's just um, like with my husband, I'm like, I'm really, I'm really chuffed that we're getting, we're still getting on and that we still are affectionate. And it's good to, it's good to give people positive, to say positive words. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes we place emphasis on having the difficult conversation and I think if we had more positive conversations we'd have less more we'd have less difficult conversations love it and I think the difficult when you are approaching a difficult conversation I it's just to it depends I think either nip it in the bud Mm -hmm. I'm writing a blog on how to stop an issue from turning into a drama brilliant just nip it in the bud sleep on it think about it think about what what am I doing to cause this because I am it's not just the other person it's definitely I'm part of this story um so sleep on it and then just have the conversation and just if you're not sure speak you know speak to a few people you know like speak to some trusted friends or trust you know like a business coach or a therapist if you, you're wrestling with it definitely um, talk about it with somebody and prepare because I think words are really powerful mm. and if you get it wrong that could be a relationship that um, is killed and it, that was not your intention so I think um, if it's a big big conversation for me I like to think about it I like to sleep on it I like to talk about it with somebody else and um, you know like in confidence mm. and then bring it to that person and then if it's just little things like, oh, that person's really doing, you know, like, yeah. why do they always do this? <laughs> and sometimes I will say, it's, it's, I don't know if it's right or not, but um, there is a tool called the Strengths Deployment Inventory. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit like, you know, like Myers-Briggs, it's that sort of mm-hmm. tool, but it's there to aid communication. And you can, you're either um, a combination of, green like very deeply process orientated like you dot the i's and cross the t's you might be very red very performance driven like where are we going some people are very blue they're just very concerned about the team and they're very you know sensitive and they're into their feelings and then you're hub and you're a mixture of the all three and if somebody's doing something that triggers me i will say you can kind of frame it in the reason why I'm I'm very like gung ho is because of X, Y, and Z. Like mm. I'm I know and I know that may be very annoying to you because you like to think about things, whereas I'm a quick start. I've got an idea, then I want to go. And when you know that, you can tell other people. Then it's not there. It's not they're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just this is how I am, and this is what you're doing, and this is why I'm reacting that way. But you're not doing anything wrong. And then they're like, okay, and then you can kind of meet in the middle. Absolutely. And I find it fascinating. We always get this in when we're talking about conversations is, oh, I don't know if this is the right thing to say. The question is, has it worked for you? Yeah, I think I've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. I have 
made up very elaborate stories why mm. people do the things the way they do. Yes. And I think, you know, in, in the past, I have convinced myself that they spend all their time thinking about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and it's how like, to annoy you. <laughs> yes. And you know, and you really vividly have that conversation. It hasn't yeah. even happened. Yeah. Um, and and then that's how you turn that issue into a drama. You dramatize it. Mm-hmm. Half the majority of the time, it's not about you. Mm. But we all bring up energy to a meeting. And there's been times where I've had a meeting the other day and I was a little bit like I did I wasn't my best. Mm. I just had some bad news and I went back and said, sorry if I was a little bit abrupt. It was not about you. Mm-hmm. So I think it is that we have to be self-aware. Definitely. Uh, Again, quoting Brené Brown, I seem to do that a lot. Uh, She talks about the story I'm telling myself. And it's such a powerful point. The story I'm telling myself is that you've spent years thinking about how to annoy me. (laughs) And now you've you've come to a point where you know that this is the best way to annoy me. Hang on a sec. Is that a likely story? Let me just press pause on that. Uh, Really powerful stuff. Great. Anything else you'd like to share about top tips on having these great conversations? I think it's, it's, I think listening, really, really listening. And I've done it, you know, when you listen, you're, you're just waiting to get your bit in. <laughs> yeah. um, and there is a technique, it's by a lady called Nancy Klein. Mm. I've forgotten what it's, maybe it's just called the Nancy Klein method. Time to and Think you, is her book. That's it, Time to Think, yeah. So I think it may be an adaptation of that, but I've had conversations, so I had a conversation where it was around uh, racism, where mm. it was like, okay, well, you get two minutes to talk and I will not say anything. Mm. And then I will get two minutes to talk to stop that. You know, like you set it up and, you know, this is, it. I think when it's a very difficult conversation, a professional conversation, you need to facilitate either get a facilitator mm. or facilitate it and set those expectations up. So that is a very good tool. And sometimes I have to just um, uh, like be ta- like even with my husband, we don't. Mm. I don't sit, sit down and say. But sometimes I think just don't, just listen, Tara. Yeah, just listen, um, and then think really think, then respond. But I think sometimes we're just like, but you said this and. Six years ago, you did that. <laughs> just... <laughs> I remember what you said six years ago. I'm going to bring it in. Love it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think and in that point, the other tips, move on. Life's mm. too short to hang on to hang on to these things. If you want the relationship with the person, if you don't want the relationship with the person, move on without them. Yes. If you do want the relationship with them, you have to move on from the past. Mm. You can't keep, you know crucifying people for mistakes because we're all human yeah and it's so powerful as well just going back to that nancy klein point of you know you speak for two minutes i speak for two minutes the the point that during those two minutes you're really listening that in itself is amazing what i also find extra powerful is when the other person knows that they're not going to be interrupted for two whole minutes it somehow totally changes the way they speak instead of trying to rush what they're saying because I know I'm going to get interrupted any second 
they can actually just relax and breathe and think about what they really want to say. And so the richness of communication that I see when you when you give people, and particularly if you can both see the timer and they can see that they've got all this time to speak uninterrupted, it's, it's really transforming. Yeah, and me and my sister communicate using Voxer. Okay, um, I don't know that one. It's just the walkie-talkie app. Okay. And that's also been quite helpful where we've had difficult conversations. It's a kind of... You know, like, I suppose the Nancy Klein method 2.0, because you can listen to it back again. Ah. It's just, you know, you're, you can talk in real time. Yeah. But there's been some where I'm like, I'm just going to listen to that back again. Mm. Because you think you hear, but you don't. If you're hurt, you don't hear yes. what the other person say. Absolutely. That's so amazing. I've gone, gone back and been like, okay. What did she actually say? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And then, yeah, so I think those, I think when people, you know, people don't respond straight away. So mm. I give them a chance, let them think about it. They don't have to respond straight away. Mm. Amazing. Tara, this has been absolutely outstanding just to hear your experiences and and a lot of this in this conversation has been about how you've challenged yourself you know things that you've learned the hard way uh things that haven't perhaps gone quite the way you wanted them to the first time and then you've challenged yourself and that's perhaps the the key in all of this is how are we challenging ourselves to have better conversations with ourselves and with others uh, it's been absolutely incredible speaking with you thank you Oh, thank you so much. And uh, if it's okay to just, if people are interested in the business of healthcare podcast and they work in the field of health, if you check out the business of healthcare with Tara Humphrey on kind of all like podcast apps and you can find me at Tara Humphrey um, on LinkedIn. Brilliant. We'll put links to that below as well. And again, I'll say how much I recommend that podcast. Even if you don't work in healthcare or project management, the content in those interviews is absolutely fantastic. So thanks again, Tara. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Again, loads of information below in the text. Uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to us on YouTube or on any of the podcast platforms where you're listening, then do subscribe so that you know when we're releasing our next one. Uh, as you've probably picked up, we're going down to fortnightly podcasts now, having done them weekly in 2020. We're giving ourselves a bit of a break in 2021 to go to fortnightly. So we shall see you soon. Thanks everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.